Welcome to the Building Up Women in Property podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Bangura, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. This podcast is for ambitious women who work in property and construction, who want to learn how to have a career they love on their terms. Join me every week where I'll leave you excited and confident to take your next steps. Thanks for being here with me. Now let's get started. Hello, today we are talking about 11 ways to boost your confidence at work. Now, confidence or the lack of confidence is something that I see holding women back all the time in the women I work with and just the women I encounter in my life. So often there is a lack of self-belief or an inclination to avoid self-promotion or seeming too egotistical. And what it means is women often show up as being less confident than their male counterparts. And that often means that they get less opportunities presented to them. And I talk about confidence a lot. There's an episode a couple of months back about how to build your confidence. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. But confidence is not something that you just develop overnight. And it is not something that once you attain confidence, it stays forever, right? It is something we need to keep cultivating. So go back and listen to that episode. But Today, I really want to just give you some practical things that you can do that will have you building your self-confidence and that will keep building on your self-concept so you can show up confidently in every situation and really unlock opportunities for your career and for your professional growth. Number one is to lean into your strengths. First of all, you need to really understand what it means for you to be that authentic version of yourself. What are your natural strengths, your natural inclinations? And then how can you capitalize on those best in your role? So this is not about creating a well-balanced person. This is about leaning into what you naturally do best. Because when we are leaning into our natural strengths, it comes easily to us. You're not having to work at it. We're not having to put effort into it. We are able to capitalize on what we do well naturally. And it's important to know that these strengths, they are our superpowers if we allow ourselves to embrace them. And not everyone will have the same strengths that you do. So you want to look at what makes you different. What do you do well that is unique and important to your industry or to your organization or your role and get really intentional about playing to those strengths. Number two is to start celebrating your successes. This may seem obvious, but so often women downplay their achievements, they downplay their wins, or they're so busy working towards the next thing that they don't even stop to acknowledge them. So I want you to get intentional here and start to acknowledge every single win. It doesn't need to be a big fanfare. There doesn't need to be a ticker tech parade, but I want you to start developing a habit around acknowledging your wins. No matter whether the win is big or small, I want you to cultivate a habit to acknowledge and celebrate that win. It might be as simple as sharing it with someone else or an action that you take to acknowledge that win. And that could be as simple as clicking your fingers or high-fiving someone around you, but actually find a way to acknowledge what you have achieved. And by creating a habit, we are training our brain to seek more evidence and more wins for ourselves. We're getting a dopamine hit by acknowledging that success and our brain will seek out more wins. And so this is effectively like putting our brains into autopilot to seek out more wins. And as our brains start to subconsciously gather more evidence, we will start to feel more confident in ourselves. So really make a conscious habit of celebrating every win, big or small. 
Now, number three is a continuation on celebrating and acknowledging our wins, but it's to actually keep a brag book. This could be a notebook or a folder where you actually collect all of the evidence of what you have achieved. So this is every time you get an email from a happy client or acknowledgement for your boss around what you've achieved. You want to take that email and file it here. You want to make a note of it and keep it in one consolidated place. This is also where you record any key achievements on projects you've been working on and really start to articulate them in a written form. This brag book or this brag folder is something you can then go back to every time you're feeling a little bit deflated about your abilities or lacking in self-belief. You can go back and actually review other people's feedback on you. You can see what you have achieved. And it's also super helpful when you are looking at performance reviews to actually have this evidence all gathered in one spot that you can refer to at performance review time. Number four is to know your skill gaps and to take action. So think about what skills or experience it is you need to keep progressing your career and then take action towards closing that gap. So it might be through formal training, formal education, it might be reading, it might be professional development, it might be seeking out new projects or opportunities, but you want to actively be thinking about your skill set and your professional development and your capabilities and taking steps to collapse the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Number five is to look for your role models. Look at those people around you, whether it's a leader or a peer or someone you know in the industry who you respect and look up to and identify what it is about them that you admire and then start to emulate those mannerisms or the strategies that they employ. This is not about being a copycat version of someone else or doing things the same way someone else does them. It's about taking what they do well and applying it to you. Make it your own, but use them as examples that you can look up to and you can learn from and tailor them in a way that feels natural and authentic to you. Now, number six is about actively cultivating a growth mindset. So this is actually acknowledging that you're not going to get everything right all the time. You are going to make mistakes. Things are going to go off script and that's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. It is part of the process. So think about how do I evaluate these situations? How do I make sure I am learning from my mistakes? How do I use feedback constructively to get better? And applying a lens of self-compassion so that you can actually move forward and use this information constructively so that you get better next time. So you are constantly growing, you are constantly learning, and you are constantly evolving on your journey and in your professional development. Number seven is to set goals. So challenge yourself. Make sure that you are constantly working towards something. That might be a big goal. It might be a small goal. But the point is you are doing the work and you are clear on what the outcome is you are trying to achieve and you are monitoring your progress. Now, these goals force us to do more, to stretch ourselves, to grow and to create more wins for ourselves and more opportunities for growth. And this feeds into those other ones, right? The more goals we achieve, the more wins we get to celebrate, the more we build that self-belief on who we are and grow our skills and grow our evidence for why we are good at what we do and why we deserve this space and can show up confident in our abilities and the value we deliver. So keep challenging yourself and setting goals. Now, number eight is to curate your environment. Now, if you are surrounded by a drab desk that you hate and by people that gossip and moan all the time, that is going to impact you. So look at your environment and make decisions around what you can control. 
Can you make your desk a place that feels inviting and safe and somewhere that you want to spend time? What are those little things you could do that makes it feel more like you? How can you stop spending time with people who are draining your energy and perpetuating negative beliefs around you? Make the choice to spend less time with those people and actually declutter your mind from those negative inputs. On to number nine, which is to watch what you say. Now, this is how do you show up in every instance? Are you putting the best light on things or are you being the downer in that situation? So really take ownership of how you show up and what you are saying. And this has two facets. The first is how you are showing up to other people and what you are saying to them. And the other, which is equally important, is what are you saying to yourself? We need to eliminate all this negative self-talk and chatter and replace it with constructive and helpful ideas. We need to start talking kindly to ourselves instead of berating ourselves and perpetuating a sense of disappointment. So really get intentional here. Think about the negative thoughts you have and how they are shared, how they are conveyed, whether it's to others or to yourself, and then just decide to stop. Replace those negative thoughts with some positive ideas, whether you use affirmations or whatever you do, but decide that you are no longer going to talk negatively to yourself or to other people. Number 10 is to practice self-care. Now, I do not know anyone who can show up confidently when they are not feeling good in themselves. So self-care is different for every person, but you know you, right? If you need more sleep, get more sleep. If you need more exercise, get more exercise. If you need better food, get better food. But you are not going to be showing up and performing at your peak if you are not looking after yourself. But really set yourself up for success at work by making sure those fundamental needs are being met. And lastly, we have number 11, which is about developing a network of people around you. This is so important because we do reflect the people we spend the most time with. So get intentional. In the same way we spoke about detoxing the people that are negative in your life, actively seek out the people who demonstrate the sort of behaviors you want and the attitudes that you want and foster those relationships, whether it's colleagues at work, whether it's within your broader professional network, whether it's seeking out mentors or coaches or guides who will give you that support and who will be an example of what's possible, or whether it's seeking out an organization to work for or an industry association to be part of that reflects your values and where you want to go. Take the time and really put the effort in to develop those relationships and create a support network around you that will allow you to thrive and be the best version of yourself. Okay, lovely. There are my 11 tips to boost your confidence at work. And remember, we do not buy confidence off the shelf. It is something we need to keep working at. So be active in that process, be engaged and know that it all starts with showing up and being who you are and having that self-belief in the value that you bring. And finally, as we wrap up, I just want to say, if you have been listening to Building Up Women in Property podcast for a while and you find these episodes valuable, I would absolutely love if you could rate and review the podcast because it really does help other people, other women in our industry to find it and to support their professional development as well. So if you can rate, review, you know, share it with a friend, I'd be eternally grateful. But I want you to know I appreciate you being here and spending this time with me. And until next episode, have a beautiful day. Thank 
you for joining me on the Building Up Women in Property podcast. I'm Rebecca Bangura, and if you'd like to learn more about what I do, head over to LinkedIn and connect with me. Have a beautiful day, and I'll see you next time.